listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello and welcome back to the, oh my God, did she, did she really just, did she just say that? Okay. Um, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. If you are brand new, welcome. Oh my God. So good to have you. This is a space for you. It's a space for you to come and learn some things about yourself, to grow within yourself, to have a fun, sexy time. And it's just a space that is going to be safe for you. It's completely shameless in how we talk about everything that goes on here. And it's for you. So you are welcome, whoever you are. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're coming back, then what's up? Haven't seen you in a while. Nice to see you. So today we are going to be talking about initiating sexy time, how to initiate sex and not make it weird or not freak out about it. And, um, there's many reasons why you might be listening to this episode. You might want to show your partner that you want to have sex, but you're like nervous and you don't know what to do or what to say, or you'd want to have sex and you're nervous, but you don't know what to do and say. I, I mean, ideally, look, if you're saying you want to show your partner that you want to have sex, we would hope that you'd also then too personally want to have sex. But uh, maybe you've been turned down before. It's hurt your confidence. Maybe you don't want to look silly. You know, you don't want to be embarrassed that's okay. Okay. You, this episode is for you. If you're feeling any of those things, we're going to talk about all of it today. And I'm going to go through 10 points where I talk about different types of desire. And I talk about different specific things that you can do to initiate sex without feeling weird about it. Some of them are a little bit more out there. Some of them are a little bit more tame. So we're going to go through them together. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm very excited about this episode. I feel like I've been waiting to do this one for a while. So let's get right into it. Now, before we go on, I must say that I have just started a Facebook group. We now have a She Said What podcast Facebook group. I'm going to link it in the description. You need to go join it. We're going to be doing a really fun book club through that page as well, which is going to be so fun. We'll like have a day that we all have to have the book by. We'll like sort out, you know, how many chapters within this certain amount of time. I'll pop in like questions in the little Facebook group. If you want to keep up with that, you totally can. Or if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. I'm not offended. You can just like be a part of the page and like talk about the episodes with everyone. And it's been really great so far. I've literally just started it and I already had a bunch of people join it in the last few days. So it's very exciting. So it's my first time announcing it live on the podcast. Please go join the Facebook group. Um, it's going to be a lit ass time. Okay. Thank you so much. Also, if you don't already follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts, do it now because it does help me, helps other people see the podcast, and it gives you notifications for when there are new episodes, which I'm sure you would love. I'm sure you would obviously love that, right? Surely. Um, that. And then also, if you want to hit me up on TikTok or Instagram, it's Alyssa Taylor Harper. I'll link it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, bye. Thank you so much. Um, have a nice day. I hope you guys liked this episode. Just kidding. We're going to get into it. Quick update on my week. Nothing very exciting has happened. I've basically just been working. Um, been feeling kind of shit this week, to be honest, guys. I don't know what it is. I think it's because I was a bit, I was PMSing and I didn't know that because usually I track, I, I always track my cycle, but I wasn't supposed to get it for my period. That is when I say it, um, I meant my period. I normally get it uh, in seven days from now and I'm pretty sure I got it today. So 
don't know what's going on with my body. <laughs> I had been consistent for so long and now everything's going crazy, but that's fine. Um, other than that, I've been just hanging out. I've actually done, been doing a pretty good job at feeling like shit and then getting myself to not feel like shit, which is actually a big breakthrough for me. Cause a lot of the time I'll just be like, man, I'm just going to sit in this, like, Ooh, whatever. I just don't feel good today. Ooh. And I'll just be like that. And then recently I've been deciding like, you know what? No, I want to take my day by the balls, you know? So I've been doing that. Uh, that's, that's that. Uh, look again, we're going to get right into this. Why are you listening to this? You might be feeling a little bit weird around initiating sex and I get it. I've absolutely felt this before. Um, it's something that a lot of people struggle with and I kind of want to go through a few reasons specifically why women might feel it, but also why anyone might feel it just before we get into the tips so that you can have a bit of empathy for yourself and you can understand, you know, why you might be feeling this way so you don't feel like it's your fault. And um, quick disclaimer, sorry, one more thing before we do get into that. I feel like I'm stalling and I'm not, I swear. Um, I want to say... Quick disclaimer that consent is absolutely necessary. I know you know this, but there's some people out there, okay? You got to say these things. This is not a how to convince someone to have sex with you episode. All right? I'm just going to repeat that one more time. This is not a how to convince someone to have sex with you episode at all. Okay. Please do not use this advice if that's where you're coming from. I reckon the more established the relationship, the better that you're going to, you know, that when it comes to the context of this episode, some groundwork needs to be there. If I say, okay, for example, right. If I say, send a sexy pic, right. There's say one of my, my tips, send a sexy pic. There should be consent there. All right. Don't just message people a bunch of sexy pics and be like, one of them will have sex with me. All right. That's not what we're doing here. Um, thought I would say that. I feel like that's necessary. Thank you so much. All right. Why would some women feel like it's hard to initiate? First of all, it's assumed typically within our society and a lot of the things that we were taught, you know, within, you know, growing up in the time that we did, it's assumed that men are inherently more sexual. And even if we don't actually believe this as like a genuine, this is yes, I believe this, I think this, we are fed it in ways that we probably don't even realize we then regurgitate it as well. Like we don't realize we think that way, but we often do. We think like, oh, you know, well, obviously he always wants to. So like, well, why don't I want to all the time or whatever, that kind of thing. Um, it's assumed a lot of the time. Also media, the media that we watch, any kind of show, you know, TikTok, any kind of movie, whatever. It tells us often that men always want sex. We are like, it's a thing that is told to us within our society. Men always want to have sex. Men can't control themselves that you want to have sex so bad. It's so hard for them. A lot of the time within like Christianity, it's like, oh, the woman has to make sure that she stays a virgin and like, she like helps encourage the man and she doesn't wear things to tempt him because like, you know, men can't control themselves, but they don't do the same thing for men. Blah, blah, blah. You get that, right? Okay. You get that. Obviously when you're taught that over and over, that can then cause a lack of confidence when it comes to initiating when you're a part, if you are a woman listening to this, that you're a part of this gender group of people 
that are meant to be helping people not want to have sex. <laughs> You're meant to be, you know, toning it down. You're meant to be silencing yourself because certain people just can't control themselves. And you're meant to be, you know, covering up in case something terrible were to happen to you. And, you know, if you wear the wrong thing and something bad happens to you, you know, you know, you're going to get shamed for it, blah, 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 blah. Right. You know that. So if you're coming from this place of I've been told my whole life that sex is a bad thing when applied to a woman wanting it. Uh, we're not surprised. Okay. We're not surprised that you're feeling this way. You don't need to feel like this is your fault. Absolutely not. If you connect with any of those points on top of that, why might anyone just feel like it's hard to initiate regardless of gender, or how you identify? First of all, if you have a low libido, you might genuinely just not think to have sex as often, or if you have a libido difference when it comes to you and your partner. So not to say that you have a low libido, but maybe they just happen to have a very high libido and then you feel like in comparison, it feels lower. That can absolutely be a cause to make you feel like, oh, I'm the less sexual one. Um, another reason you may have dealt with some form of sexual trauma and that can include not just an actual like event happening. It can also just be guilt from your upbringing. It could be things that have been said to you over time. Like I said, certain, I guess, ideologies or, you know, ideas that have been pushed onto you about who you are as say a woman or you, who you are as a person when it comes to sex and what that means for you. Um, obviously it can be like assault. It can be cat calling. That could even be one. Um, and these things can absolutely turn you off from wanting to be the person to initiate that thing. It's like, well, this thing's going to happen to me or, you know, this thing's going to be thrown at me. I'll take it when I want it, but I'm not going to go after it because whatever it's, it's, you know, it's rubbed me the wrong way. That can also cause you, not you personally, like purposely, more so it can also cause just your brain to do this unknowingly, to associate sex, future sex, with your past sex or your past relationship with sex. You can expect, oh, you know, I'm putting myself in a, a situation where something bad could happen, like that one time that that bad thing happened. And your body can actually physically react in this way, even when you are in a safe space because of the way that your brain has wired you to think that's an unsafe situation for me. So that can actually be a turnoff without you realizing that it's a turnoff. It's not just a turnoff. It's actually a trauma response. <laughs> Another reason you might've grown up in a family where sex wasn't talked about, or it was even made out to be scary or dirty or this bad thing. Last reason that I have is that you maybe are queer and you haven't had enough genuine examples of this to recreate in your brain. Like, oh yeah, in that show, I saw these two girls and they were making out and then it led to this and it led to this. And true, because that's what I would do if I was in that situation, you know, I would put my hand on their leg and I would blah, 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 blah. You haven't had those examples where you can like input yourself in that situation and picture yourself in that situation, which is actually very common. You hear a lot of women who like to date women saying things like, you know, it's really scary to first be with a woman because your whole life you don't have all these examples like straight people do. And so then it can be very daunting. Like, what do I even do? What am I meant to do? Because you haven't had those examples. Anyways, many reasons why you might be feeling this way. And if you relate with any of those things, okay, cool. You're in the right place. What are we going to do about it? My first point 
is a little bit longer and it talks about different types of desire. And then after that, it's just a bunch of bullet points of things that you can do. All right. First point is that it would be helpful for you to know if your partner is typically falling under the responsive desire category or the spontaneous desire category. This is actually important for you to know about yourself as well, but in the context of this, it's more, I guess, important for you to know what your partner is because obviously you're the one who wants to be initiating. If you've never heard of this before, it blew my mind when I first heard about it, and I honestly feel like this could be a whole episode in itself to talk about so much around it, but basically, if you're a spontaneous desire type, you feel the mental desire first. So you have the thought, right? It's like, oh, I would love to just like jump on him right now or like, oh, I just want to have sex right now. You have this mental stimulation. Boom. It just comes up. You want it. Then there's responsive desire and responsive desire is that you feel the physical arousal first and then the mental desire follows second. So it's more of like a, oh, someone comes and puts their hand, someone, me acting as if it's just this random person. Okay. You know what I mean? Someone just, you know, puts their hand on your leg and you go, Ooh, okay. You know, that sent a little, a little chill to all the right places, you know? (laughs) Sorry about that. Sorry. That was, that was a bit much, but you know what I mean? Right. So it's either responsive as in touch and then, oh, mental comes after or spontaneous. It's mental. Oh, I think I want that thing. And then it's like, let's go get that thing. And then it becomes physical. Um, and PS just thought I would say this. If you think you have a low libido because your partner initiates in a way that they would want to be approached as in, they don't understand that you might be say responsive and not spontaneous. You might be thinking you have a low libido because of their delivery, because of their proposal, the way that they're proposing sex. This is actually such a common issue. And again, why I should make a whole topic episode on this, but I just wanted to add this one thing. Okay. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> but the problem might not be your libido or your relationship or whether or not he likes your family or whatever you've been freaking out about, you know, it could very well be that this person that you're with does not understand that you do not respond to that kind of initiation. Okay. That's this situation and the opposite. This is them initiating with you. You guys can talk about that separate. We could talk about that separate on the Facebook page, (laughs) but yeah. Um, anyways, in the media, we mainly see examples of spontaneous desire. So like in a movie, it's like they get back to the apartment. It's like, do you want to come in? Yeah, sure. They're like closing the door. And then suddenly it's like, boom, everything's been thrown. Like the glass shatters, like everything's being shoved off. It's like, whoa, what just happened? Because it creates like a lot of excitement in a show. You know what I mean? It's like the two characters that you're like, surely it's going to happen. And that like doesn't happen. And then suddenly it happens and you're like, oh my God, like, Imagine if with that scene, instead of them like throwing each other against the walls, if they were just like putting their hand on their thigh and like slowly working their way up, like you'd be like, oh, cool. They're going to probably have sex. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So um, typically we see that in the media a lot more, which is what causes people to not understand that responsive desire is a thing. And then they feel like there's something wrong with them. Thought I'd bring that up. Um, Yeah. Tips going forward. 
right? So you've already figured this out. You figured out, okay, they really appreciate spontaneous. It would really turn them on if I just like jumped on them or whatever, or the opposite. They would not like that. They'd be like, what are you doing? And they'd be really thrown off. You have to kind of figure out what that is, what it typically is for them, but know that it's not always going to be that way. Sometimes people are both. Sometimes it depends on the mood and it'd be very helpful for you to have an actual conversation with your person about this. And if you're not in like a long-term established relationship, this could even be like a very short conversation. Like, you know, what, what turns you on or what makes you excited? Or like you just notice from their first few, I guess, patterns of behavior. If you have maybe have had sex with them a few times, but you haven't really like had a full relationship with them and you're not like wanting to have a big chat with them about it. You can just have a moment now and think like, Oh, they really liked this. Like they seem to be into this one or that one. And then ideally do talk to them about it when you become comfortable to talk to them about it. Once you've done that, number two, the first thing that you can do, pretty obvious one, is to be direct. Just say, I would love to have sex with you. Uh, that would be awesome. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> you know, or, you know, they come home from work. So, you know, would love this. What do you reckon? You know, there are ways to just be direct and to say it. And I think people sometimes like I didn't want to leave this out because sometimes people think they have to like jump through hoops and do all this crazy shit to like initiate or to be sexy. It's very sexy when people are confident. It's very sexy often for lots of people to have someone say, I want this with you, not just, oh, a touch, not just, oh, a little, not kissing, oh, and it just led to it, but actually being like, I want to do this with you, even when the vibe is just chill. People may love that. They might love that. And um, again, it's important for you to learn that over time about what they want. Um, but be direct, just be direct. You might learn that you're really good at it and just it might be your new thing. <laughs> or you might learn that you hate it. But with all of these, you kind of have to do that yourself to figure it out. Number three is to send a risky pick. Send a risky pick, okay? And this can be like, say, beforehand, you're, before you're going to see them. Maybe they're at work and they're about to come home. Maybe you're going on a date with them. Maybe you know you're going to see them like later that day, something like that. It can definitely be like beforehand, like saying, hey, this is something I'm going to want to do. Or like, obviously, I'm like kind of in the mood. Um and it could be that, or it could be in person. And this one I think is a bit fun. This is the one I think that people forget about. You can be sat with them, sitting on the couch, having a good time. Whoop, there's a picture of my tits, you know? Just a little, ooh, it just, ooh. They look at it and they go, wow, that's you, but that's also you. How do I have this one on my phone right now in my mouth? You know what I mean? That's what you want. You, you, that's what you're going for in that situation. And so, yes, ideally, you know, adding that in, maybe you want to try that out. Maybe you're not someone who likes to take pictures of yourself. That's fine. That is fine. If that's not your strong suit. Skip this one. Okay. Skip it On to the next number four, the lingerie walkout. <laughs> okay. This one comes with a story, but we'll get to that in a second. The lingerie walkout. Okay. Obviously we know this one's a bit I was going to say straight, but it's not. It's just a bit like obvious. Um, <laughs> wearing lingerie, you know, visually stimulating someone. If, especially if your person has spontaneous desire as their desire type, this one is a very good one for them because you walk out, boom, 
oh my God, sexy, let's have sex. It just easy, you know, no words had to be said, none, right? And I think we overanalyze ourselves a lot more than we think you, you know, then that person does with us. We really think that, oh, they're going to be looking at this thing or like, oh, but I didn't like shave my legs. Like I can't, you know, I'm not going to do half sexy. You can do half sexy. Okay. And by the way, that's still full sexy. All right. You don't need to put it down at this level of like, oh, like, you know, why would I do that? If I'm like not actually hot right now, it's like, well, he'll just have to accept me for how I am. Like, no, it's fine. Okay. They don't see it. They don't see it. We think they see it. They don't see it. They don't care. Okay. Do it. Just do it. There's no half sexy. You are sexy. Okay. Do it. But (laughs) what I will say about this is even if they're spontaneous, typically it does not mean that they're going to be like, yes, oh my God, let's go for it right away. Because to clarify, Although we tend to be taught that men can't control themselves, men just, they just can't, they see someone sexy, they have to have sex with them. It's not actually true. And if we assume if I do this gesture, if I do this thing, they're gonna want to, they must want to, surely they would want to, or even surely they would want to because this is how my ex liked it, or this is how, mm, you know, even having those thoughts, you need to be ready to be turned down. And of course, this does come back to like consent of like, you know, if they don't want to, they don't want to, you should not be trying to convince them, obviously. Um, But it also comes back to just the fact that sometimes they might just like not want to, and it's not necessarily an issue of consent, because obviously you wouldn't do anything to them if they didn't want to. But you need to be aware that you might just have like a, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not really in the mood. And if you're going to put in the effort, okay, for lingerie, And then you get turned down. It can be hard. Depends on how much effort you think it is. This that's why this one comes with a fair warning. Okay. And here's the story. So (laughs) Sam and I, Sam is my husband, by the way. Actually, I don't call him my husband anymore. I'm trying to stop doing that. I don't like the connotations it has. Sam is my partner. (laughs) Um, and we've been together for like three years, almost four years, maybe now. I don't know. We've been together for a while. And um When we first got married, we were in lockdown. Imagine this shit, okay? Imagine this. You get married straight into lockdown with them. Oh, oh, oh. It fast-tracked our marriage so hard. Let me tell you that. There was no honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase was, babe, why are you chewing? Why are you chewing so loud? We had a one-bedroom apartment. Hell. Hell on earth. Okay. But it did fast track our marriage. I I do feel like we've been married for like 15 years now and I do appreciate that. So to be fair, anyways, back to the story. One day, I think he went out for a coffee or something like that. I thought, you know, I'm going to do his sexy brand new wife that he would absolutely want to have sex with right now. Why would he not? I'm going to put on lingerie that I hadn't worn in like a while and was like, I'm going to have it on for when he comes home. And I'm just going to be like cheeky sitting on the couch under a blanket, like watching my show. But I know that when he comes and sits on the couch, gets talking to me, whatever, 
I'll like just do something so that he notices, like I'll like drop the blanket slightly down or he'll come to give me a hug or something and he'll notice, whatever. So I was my sneaky little plan. And I even like made sure my hair looked nice, like my makeup, like not that I do that shit anymore. Okay. (laughs) I shouldn't admit that. Should I? I feel like that was a bit much. Um, I'm not saying I don't try. Okay. I'm just saying that I used to be like a bit more, I guess, self-conscious of like, how I was when Sam would want to have sex with me or if I was thinking of having sex, it'd be like, oh, shave my legs. And like, well, like I would care about that shit more. Anyways, I just learned over time to trust him and that he doesn't actually care. Okay. Um, But at the time he comes home, I'm wearing lingerie. I'm sat on the couch. I'm under my little blanket. I'm like, ooh, he's going to want this. He's going to want me. I can't wait. He comes and sits down and I was like, drop my little drop my little thing Mm, what do you think he was like babe I'm so sorry I'm just feeling really drained and like I'm just like not in the mood right now like maybe later maybe a little bit later but like I just need to you know re recharge and and I was so hurt I was so hurt because I've been told my whole life that men cannot control themselves. I've been told my whole life that men are extremely sexual. They're going to want sex no matter what, no matter what. And when he didn't want to have sex and I was wearing lingerie, I was so hurt. But I felt like I couldn't be hurt because, you know, how could I, you know, tell him that he should never make me feel like I should have sex with him if I don't want to, or that men shouldn't do that. But then the moment it's me, I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to have sex? What what, what do you mean? But I'm wearing this and I'm doing And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. And yeah, I was really hurt. I was really hurt about that one, to be honest. But it was good because I learned from it. Regardless, I, I love that I have that because it made me learn that he actually ended up being more of a responsive desire than I thought. I just kind of thought, oh, he's a man. He's he, Everyone knows men are visually stimulated way more than women. It's not true. It's not true. Just so you know, not true. Don't assume. Um, and I had kind of assumed at the time. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsies. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was wrong. And that's okay. And I learned. And now I know that that's not going to be it. And don't put in that effort and do that. And that's not going to excite him. Instead, there are so many other things that you can do. And so we are going to move on to number five. Number five, which is touching physical stimulation, obviously. Um, this This could be massage. I think massage is a really good thing that people don't like not that they don't consider it to be a sexual thing, because like obviously people do. But if you're in a relationship for a long time, sometimes it's like, oh, can I have a massage, whatever. But you don't think about the fact that it could get sexy, you know? <laughs> and I feel like it could be a really good way to create that experience with someone. And if you are wanting to, and you don't really know if they want to, or you think you kind of want to with them, you can always just be like, well, why don't we just go do this and then see what happens? And a lot of these kind of points it's important to think this that no giving a massage might not be inherently 100% sexual but it's about putting yourself in these situations where it could be a possibility and then not giving yourself this like intense kind of pressure to make sure that 
you have sex, that you have penetrative sex. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be that sex can be so many different things. I've actually been talking about this a little bit on TikTok and stuff recently about how just people will say, you know, sex is penetration. Sex is penis to vagina sex, which obviously is just not inclusive in any sense. First of all, just, it's not obviously. Um, and also it just gives us such a skewed reality of what sex is or skewed view, I guess, of what sex is. It makes us feel like, you know, this isn't sex and this isn't intimate. It's just a blowjob. You know, I, I didn't actually have sex with him. I didn't, I didn't actually have sex. It doesn't matter. Half the time we feel more vulnerable when we are receiving oral sex than we are when we're having penetrative sex. That can happen for a lot of people. And a lot of people wait to do, you know, oral over penetrative sex. And I think it's really interesting that we have framed this mindset around penetration being real sex and a lot of that does come back obviously to like virginity and that whole culture around sex um but yeah just know that there doesn't have to be a pressure to get to a certain point it doesn't have to be full on at any time it could be massage and kissing and playing around and maybe some touching and maybe one of you comes and the other one doesn't and it becomes more of a focus of one person or maybe you do come eventually but it becomes more of like a mutual masturbation situation like there's so much that could happen um and often especially in long-term relationships there can be come a bit of like um a habit like a, oh this is what we do you know this we go do this do this do this but there's so much that you can do and a lot of the time we just put it off because we're like oh it's fine like you know I'm happy with our sex life but why not be more than happy and also I did make a whole podcast episode about this and it is called how not to have boring sex I think <laughs> it's like a few episodes back if you want to hear more about long-term relationships and spicing up sex in that way um but yeah that's another one. Massage, touching, physically stimulating. Um, oh, and I will actually add on to that. Physically does not just have to be um, as in like, you know, hug or massage or something very intense. It can literally be like a hand on their shoulder or holding their waist or giving them a longer hug or doing something like that. That is this physical thing that is kind of dragged out more than it normally would be. Um, and kind of communicating that with your body without saying it can actually be very powerful, which easily leads us into number six, which is to kiss them but to linger in it. So, you know, you come home at the end of the day. How are you, baby? Oh my God, love you. Kiss. Uh, great. Love that. Um, but there's a way to kiss someone when you're like saying hello. And there's a way to kiss someone when you're like, hello. You know what I mean? And I reckon you can just kind of linger a little bit, like kiss more than once and be like, yeah, like, what are you feeling? You know? And obviously naturally things tend to build from there. Um, if that's what you are both wanting at the time. So it's a very obvious one kissing, but knowing that there are different versions of that to bring that out, to bring that kind of sexual layer to it, if you will. Number seven is to get naked, plain and simple, visually stimulate. This one happens usually to me by accident because I like to be naked and yeah, Sam will be like, hey, mm, you're naked. And I'm like, I'm changing. I'm getting in the shower. I'm going to bed. So 
Don't even think about it, you know? Um, but sometimes that happens. So sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, true. Actually, I am. Would you look at that? I am naked. <laughs> Would you look at that? So um, definitely getting naked. Um which leads us into this is technically another point, but technically it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. Eight is to put yourself in a pre-sex situation. So not just getting naked and being like standing there, you know what I mean? Um, but cuddling naked. And especially this one's really good for you if you have responsive desire. And you can even do this not just if you are wanting to initiate like we should cuddle naked. That sounds really fun and really cute. Um, but also if you want to just have a conversation with your partner about this, like, hey, I learned this thing on this podcast the other day saying that I might be a responsive desire. I think that putting myself in pre-sex situations would help me have that libido or want to have sex with you. And then they're going to go, awesome. I want to have sex with you. So let's do whatever we can to make that happen. And then you go, great. We are going to, I would like to cuddle naked because often with responsive desire, because it's not a mental thing first, it's a physical thing first. You almost need your body to be like, whoa, what are we doing here? You know, before your brain can start to be like, I think I figured it out. You know, it's helpful for you to put yourself in those situations. There's obviously other ways to do that as well, like taking a shower together. You know, it could be where you literally just take a shower together. Like I have done that. Sam and I've done that many times. It's just fun. We can just have a chat. It's just like, hey, we're talking, we're hanging out on the couch, but we have to go to bed, but we both need a shower. What if we just kept hanging out in the shower and then we go to bed and it's not sexual and it's great. Sometimes you do that. But sometimes it can obviously become a sexual thing. You're going, mm, warm water, looking at each other in that way. You have a little, you have obviously that, that visual stimulation. You know, maybe you want to wash each other. Like, oh, can you do my back? <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of adding in those little things, especially if obviously that's what you're going for in that moment. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many things. you could, Going in a hot tub together. Oh, I'm, what's with all the pool references? Going in a pool together. <laughs> all the water references. Um getting into some sort of um, like relaxed space together, like a spa, like say you go on vacation and it's like, oh, let's go to a spa. Cause like that like relaxes us. And then, you know, you have the hotel room, all the things, um, putting yourself in different situations in the sense of like different locations, even, um, like if you want to go like if say, yeah, like I was saying, you go on a vacation, you go into a, a hotel room. Oh my God. I almost said hospital room. Wait, wait, this episode is not about kink everyone move on. Okay. We're going to move past it. Um, in a hotel room, it could be very enjoyable to add a little spice that way. Next point. Number nine, tell them about something new you want to try. This one is really great because it gives you an opportunity to genuinely be like, Hey, I want to try this thing. Like maybe it is a kink. Yes. We always have to get it into the episodes, you know, maybe it is a kink. Maybe it's like, I want to try rope play. Maybe I, you know, I want to try this BDSM thing. Maybe I want to try like latex. I want to try like anal play. I want to try nipple play. I want to use a toy. I don't know. You know, I want to do one of these things with you just the conversation about wanting to do it together can definitely lead to doing that together, especially 
if your person is a spontaneous desire type because they will have that visual moment where they're like, yep, I could picture us doing that. Let's go. You know, um, obviously as well, this can result in them being like, I don't really want to try that thing or I'm not comfortable with that thing, but it at least opens the conversation to be like, okay, well, you want to try something new. If you don't want to try that, what can we try instead? and giving that opportunity to have that conversation about different things you can try together. So potentially going into that conversation, if you're scared that they're going to be like, oh, I actually don't want to try that because it's like maybe a little bit out of the box or whatever, have an idea of maybe multiple things you might want to try so that they can feel like you're not just saying, oh, let's do this or I don't want to have sex. You're saying, let's try this. Oh, no. Okay, cool. Well, what if we tried this instead or this instead? And having a few ideas in your head would be very helpful as like a backup. (laughs) And look, if it's not a backup, if they go, oh my gosh, yes. And then they say, what else? Or you can say, also, look what I've prepared for you. There can be multiple things. And that can also just be a really fun conversation as well. Number 10 is to schedule sex. Okay. This might sound weird. I get that. Sounds a bit, sounds a bit lame. Okay. But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be. This can be a very loosely communicated thing. Like, oh, you've just come home. Oh my God, you're sweaty. Take a shower. Maybe after the shower, we can have a little cuddle in bed, right? Maybe it can be Okay, go have a shower. I am wanting that, but I want it clean. You know, just a little, little something, something. Um, telling them, you know, I'm not in the mood. Say they approach you. I'm not in the mood right now, but a little bit later tonight, I will definitely let you know when I'm in the mood. And it creates that kind of anticipation that could be very exciting. There's so many ways, so many ways to communicate this. Um, you know, I would love to spice it up tonight. What do you reckon? One more episode. And then, then the guns come out, you know, like so many ways, so many ways. Um, or this could be a literal plan. This can be Tuesdays, date night. We come home, we have sex. That's that could be it. This is very helpful for people who are like very busy, have very busy schedules or they don't see each other that often. If somebody, whoever, you know, in that couple is like, I have a need and that need is you and I want that need fulfilled at least twice a week, please. Um, Thank you. I obviously if you are or they are comfortable with that, you can agree. Okay, let's let's do that. We're going to, you know, hang out. We see each other maybe three or four times a week, but two of those we want to be trying to give to our sexual relationship and we want to be like providing for each other and making sure that the other person feels seen and wanted and blah, blah, blah. So you can absolutely do that as well. Last tip, tip number 11, is to compliment them and give them a reason to feel confident and sexy. It's important that you acknowledge that your partner could want to, but they might feel self-conscious. And this can go for any human on this earth who feels, you know, that they don't like their arms or they don't like their skin or their skin is bad that day or, you know, they feel bloated and they just ate. Like, we all, every single person has these thoughts where they are like, oh, I don't really feel like I want you to see me like this. And it's important that you acknowledge that that could be a thing for them. Often people feel 
sexy and confident when the people around them, (laughs) multiple people or one person, makes them feel sexy, makes them feel appreciated, tells them you are sexy, you know, gives them that confidence. And even just saying to your partner, like, oh my God, your arms look so good. I... I can I just I wish I could just bite I wish I could bite them and kind of having that little like conversation where they're going oh really well my these old things you know they're going my arms really and they feel appreciated they feel loved they feel wanted just by a comment it could very likely translate to you know oh I feel wanted oh wait I want them oh it wait, are we going to have sex right now? Are we going to have sex right now? So it could very well become that. And I think it's important that we just have, you know, this open-ended idea of what sex could become and not feel like there has to be this pressure of, okay, like, you know, we're, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then it's going to, we're going to definitely have sex and we're definitely going to have penetrative sex. And it's definitely going to lead to this, but being like, you know what, sex doesn't have to be one thing. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure out. I know that for me, I've had moments where I've been like, you know, say weeks at a time. I think a lot of couples have this where you go through kind of phases. It's like, oh, we had so much sex this week. And again, this very likely comes back to menstrual cycles and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, hormonal levels and all the, all the things, but go through kind of cycles of like, we had sex, like, you know, almost every day this week. And then it's like, we barely are having sex two weeks later. And, you know, you have a little, maybe a little dry spell, if you will. And then you come back at it again. And suddenly, you know, you go on a trip, something spices it up. You do something fun. Maybe you have a really good conversation, which can actually be another point. This is a point that I will say I it's just come into my brain and I feel like I could have had this as a point having a intimate conversation with them an intimate conversation that doesn't necessarily mean talk about sex okay that means to talk about something that feels intimate to them so many people this is a big one that makes them want to have sex with people um yeah like I you know it's like I want to have sex with you because I feel like I can trust you I feel safe with you I feel like you've just taken all this time to listen to me and hear me out and now that I feel appreciated and wanted I now actually want that physical connection as well. This is a very common one, actually. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's a big one. And if you feel like you don't have that intimacy with your partner, that could be a huge reason as to why you're struggling with all who should initiate. When are we going to do this? Like, are we not having enough sex? Blah, 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 blah. Are we, should we, you know, are we, you know, should we, should we be having more sex? I don't know. Is, is this normal? You're sitting there Googling how many, you know, how often should I have sex with my partner? If you're in that situation, just know that there isn't a normal, there isn't a certain standard at which you should be. Everything is fine. As long as you both are feeling satisfied and you're communicating about whether or not you're satisfied and you're both working to do things to create that satisfaction within your relationship, whatever that might look like. It's just so important that you are having those conversations as much as possible, as frequently as possible so that you can know what's going on in their brain so that you don't have to sit here and question and ask yourself, am I pretty enough? Am I good enough? Is there a reason why they don't initiate? You know, maybe you're listening because you feel like they don't initiate enough, but you want more and that's totally fine. And not only do I think that you should communicate that, but you should also do things to be the person who initiates in the first place. So you've done that by listening to this episode. Good for you. And let's go on and use these things so that 
we can be satisfied and we can feel good in our bodies and have those experiences we want to have and go after the things we want and not assume that, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I've been told my whole life that sex is a bad thing, or maybe I'm a woman and I've been told that, you know, sex isn't necessarily for me. It's something that I should be reciprocated, but it isn't something that I should want. Let's smash that and just fucking leave it in the dust, leave it in our dust and move. What's the, what's that, that, that saying? What's the saying? Leave it in our dirt. No, I think it's dust. Okay. Leave it, leave it in the past. Okay. We're going to leave it in the past. We're going to move on. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode helped you. If you guys want to chat about this, let's talk about it in the Facebook group and talk about the versions of this that we are struggling with. And if you guys have any other ideas, oh my gosh, yes, let's do that. Let's talk about it in the group and connect with me feel free to DM me, have a good chat. And I always answer my DMs and I always go through everything and I'll have very in-depth conversations with people about their situation. I'm very happy to do that. So thank you so much. Hope you guys liked this. Let me know what you thought and share this with people, share this with people who you think need it, or just sharing it to your stories. You guys are awesome with that, like sharing it on Instagram and knowing that if this helped you, that it could absolutely help someone else and give them that encouragement that they need as well. So thank you again. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye guys.